I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are live. We are here. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I guess Joey can't use this uh, ever again. To re-record because I keep telling I'm live. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, don't worry, he won't use this one as a uh, as a best of because we don't plan on being away for a few many many Saturdays down the line. So we'll be here for you. Let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to Bill in Windsor. Hey, Bill. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. For both security and control reasons, I'm interested in knowing what's involved with setting up your own server, both from an equipment standpoint and technical requirements and you know, advantages, disadvantages, a ballpark cost to set up, and more probably more important to maintain. Yeah. And lastly, is this something that you, your thoughts, is this something that you would recommend? So is this for personal use or is this for a business? Kind of both. Okay. So this is what Tab does every day. Um, we build servers and set them up for our clients every day. And, and so some small businesses out there don't have a server. And what happens with that is that you lose credentialing, right? So people with their devices, their computers, don't have to log into anything. Um, with a server, you have a central um, security device that will actually credential the person that will allow them to, the, to see the network. Um, so number one, that's a great thing. Also, a server can manage your printers in a central place. So your copiers, your printers, and those things that you're having trouble with without a server because there's no managing force, uh, the server can do that. It also stores all your data in one place, one secure place, because again, you're credentialing the access to that server. So now you've got one place for your apps, one place for your uh, data, one place to, to manage your security to that data, and then one device to back up. So Again, for a, a small to mid-sized business, uh, you know, five users all the way up to hundreds and hundreds of users, a server can handle all those things. Um, as far as cost and, and expertise, it's not something you're just going to crack open the box and, and try to set up uh, on your own without some level of understanding of Windows Server 2019. Um, that's the latest version of the server operating system. There is a quote-unquote essentials flavor of server, which we would never recommend ever, period. Um, we see it out there all the time, though, um, but I would not recommend it. Recommend a true server operating system. And, and to, to load an, a server operating system, the, the software is going to cost you about a grand. And it'll give you the ability to spin up two virtuals um, on a physical hypervisor. So now you're not just dealing with loading software. You have to understand virtualization, setting up a hypervisor. So again, it's not something that the average person probably wants to tackle unless you got a lot of time to learn it all, which maybe you do. Um, but there are companies out there like tab that do this all day long. Um, and as far as costs go, the, a basic server can run you about five grand for a good processor, enough Ram, enough hard drive space, enough drive redundancy, 
enough processor, enough upgradability so that you have a system that'll give you at least six years of service. Uh, that's what right. I like to get out of a server, at least six years. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I don't know, Bill, if it's, uh, if it's for both home and business use, it sounds like you've got a very small business. How many users are, would be connected to the server for you? A couple. Just a couple, yeah. I don't know if you want I'm to... Thinking it, more in, it was more in terms of the security and control over it, where that's becoming more and more of an issue today. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely, it's a, a good a good tool to use for, for credentialing and security uh, versus just a peer-to-peer network. If you're just running Windows 10 or Windows 7, there are tools there where I could sit down and get into your system rather easily. Okay. A server's a lot harder to hack. Not impossible. There's a lot of dinglings that leave RDP wide open. Um, but that's, <laughs> that's a whole other problem. <laughs> we want to be running, we'd be running both PCs and Mac computers. Okay. Yeah. Macs can connect to the server. They're a little more fun, but they can. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You're Have welcome, Bill. Day. Yeah, you too. Thank Bye-bye. But yeah, most, most small to mid-sized businesses would have one, two, four, ten, I mean, 20. Depends on what each server has to do and, and its role in, in life. That's what we do for our day jobs. Let's go to uh, back to Marty in South Windsor. Hey, Marty. Hey, guys. Uh before I head over to my mom's, I wanted to take a look at something, uh, one other thing here, too. Oh, sure. Uh, I'm actually fired up one of my own computers here at Windows 7. Yeah. I'm in the advanced settings or the customized settings. Yeah. And one real quick question here. Uh, it says, obviously, turn Windows Firewall on. If you home network and then public network, I saw exactly what you guys were talking about. Good. But if you do the public network, mm-hmm. should you turn off the home or the both? they both should be on? Well, you'll choose yeah. the the instance of You're where you do exist. You're going to do one or the other. You yeah. have to choose one. You okay. can change it later if you want to. Right. So if you're in a public network, you're going to choose that. If your machine is in a home network, you're going to choose that. You can't. It won't be both. See, right. the security for the home settings is lower than the security for public. Right. Exactly. Because I'm looking at my system right now, and I'm on my home network here. Yeah. But it has both. Uh, both firewalls are turned on for both public and home. Mm, so when weird. I get over to her house or her, her, her area there, yeah, uh, should I disable the home? Yes. So if, so turn off Windows Firewall under oh. the home network, but leave it on for public. Don't, don't turn it off. Right. Set it to public. Okay. Right. We don't want the home configuration because when you're set up for home, you're able to see other machines on the quote-unquote network. And when she's set up that way, having both operating seems weird to me. Right, you shouldn't have both running. Well, that that's that was my question. Yeah, it, it, you would think it's one or the other, but here you're saying both really should be on. But as long as you set uh, select public under the Wi-Fi setting, you're more secure. That's the best way to go. Yeah, more secure. Good information, guys. All right, good luck, Marty. Hey, thanks a lot. Yep. Bye. Bye. Yeah, both. I wonder if he's looking at it differently than we'd expect him to. Well, look there's at. if you're in a domain, you see three different settings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're not in a domain. You know, you're going to see the two settings. and Yeah. All right. Let's go on to Ed in Wallingford. What's going on, Ed? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, my question, well, first of all, is I'm getting rid of my old dinosaur Windows 7. Oh. Uh, the thing is so old, you have to shovel coal into it to make it work. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we love trying to help people with those machines. Every other, you know, 10 minutes. Yeah. It's time to go. My daughter gave me her relatively new Windows 10 laptop. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's a, a great nice daughter. one. Yeah. But what's the best way to transfer songs 
photos and stuff from the old one. From Windows 7 to Windows 10? Yes. So if it was me, I would copy it to an external drive because that gives me an extra backup. Okay. Plug the external drive into the new Windows 10 machine and copy it over. So now I've got my copy, which is a nice backup of my Windows 7 of all the data, and then I'm sending it to the Windows 10, and then I would have a nice safe place to put that drive. The drives are so inexpensive, it's call it a $50 or $80 extra backup of your old stuff. So I can get that at, like, uh, Best Buy? Yeah, Best Buy Staples. You know, okay. that's, that's what I would do. What would you do, Bob? <laughs> Basically the same Okay, thing. okay. <laughs> yeah, because I was looking at this Windows Easy Transfer thing. doesn't really exist. That doesn't work okay. to Windows 10. I, I figured it was like a transfusion from one to the other. They deprecated it. You can go from Windows 7 to Windows 7. Right. But okay. you can't go from Windows 7 to Windows 10. That was so a deprecated tool. the best way. I, I think a simple copy and paste to the drive is the, is the best way, and that gives you a backup at the same time. Do you have a backup now, Ed? Uh, yeah, up to a certain point. I yeah. didn't, haven't done it for a few months. Okay, so leave that backup alone, and then just get this nice fresh one. Now you've got two shots at your data. Okay, secondly, I have K9 in this one, and it works great, because I did it after you recommended it. Yeah. But what's the, uh, what's this open DNS? Is this the same thing as K9? Only better. Okay, so I should do that instead of K9. On yeah, configure, configure open DNS. K9 was great for its time, but the logging just slowed everything down. Um, so, uh, we've, we've long ago recommended open DNS. Okay. And for the best virus program to do, I've been using, uh, the one that came with windows. Not anymore. That's not really a good choice anymore. Okay. Win- you know, windows is like the Fox garden, the hen hounds, uh, uh the, hen- the hen house there. I would tell you to go with web root. Web root. Yeah. If that, that's on your, uh, uh, I will have a link to web root. Sure. Okay, great. I'm going to just jotting this down. And malware bytes still good? Only if you get infected or impacted. You only need that as a remediation tool. You don't need both. So, oh, okay. So I don't need to really install malware bytes. No. Okay. Only if you think you're impacted, you want to scan your system, download the free one, and scan. But if you have the tools that we've recommended, a good antivirus like WebRoot, and we're running OpenDNS, I've got three boys in my house. <laughs> They're all now getting really old, but they haven't hit. They haven't caused the issues that you would expect three boys to cause, because the technology we have in the house is well, exactly what I'm recommending. So well, it's, I really liked K9 because even at legitimate sites, you know, stuff that I would go to, it would warn me that this is probably not the best place to go. Uh, yes, uh, OpenDNS will do the same thing. You can configure your system, so make sure you also configure the IP updater. And that way you can tell OpenDNS the type of sites you want to protect yourself from. And you can set the level of, of uh, security, moderate. So, oh, create your free home account. Right. Okay, so free home account? Yeah, and that way you can choose categories you don't want to deal with. You can set the level of malware protections you want to set. You can have a white list and a black list. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, it can be well, very specific. Well, thanks a lot for your help. This is fantastic. Well, good luck, Ed. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Bob and I are live here in the studio. We are back. This is Computer Talk. Give us a ring. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tad. We have one line open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we'll do our best to help you out with your comments, questions, and concerns. Really quick thing, at the uh, conference I was at at Denver, there was, one of the, uh, there was a presentation that someone did that will freak you out a little bit. Um, there's a product called Crystal. And this product will scrape all your social media 
from LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you've given every your information away, because you're the commodity, right? It'll scrape all that, and then it'll it'll figure out your personality. Very scary, very accurate, um, very cheap. And uh, so, an example they this get this example is here. Hey, uh, this guy Greg here tends to be direct, fast paced, primarily driven to results or goals. Now, of course, if you're not one of those people, guess what? You're probably not going to get hired. <laughs> So there's a tool out there now that's going to leverage all the information you put out on social media, either for you, if you're a winner, or against you, if you're not. And be careful, because this tool is sick, scary stuff. Uh, I'll put a link up here for you. You can actually look at the application, but it knows you more as well as you know you. The problem is, if you have an employer that wants to employ you, uh, you may find that they don't like the fact that you don't like to deal with uh, authority or, or you can't take direction or or you happen to be uh, flighty or whatever it's going to say about your personality. It says it. Um, all thanks to your social media posts. <laughs> um, this software is uh, really kind of crazy. So if you were young and foolish and yeah. you made some mistakes early on in your life. And your social media posting, you mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. that could impact you big uh, time. It's going to. And the technology out here is here. And it's cheap. And is definitely being leveraged uh, for, for, for good and against. Um, and uh, so you also think about this also, you, you could maybe juxtapose this uh, to what's going on with all the, uh, you know, the recent violence out there. Uh, imagine if they ran this tool against your social media post to see what your, you could be as, a, as like an instant red flag um, warnings. Uh, that could be, that could be beneficial, right? To find who among us uh, might be a little unstable? Um, well, it's like those uh, dystopian movies where people go back in time to arrest people before they've done the crime. Yes, like true crime, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, check it out for yourself. It's uh, I saw it. I saw it in action, and uh, literally, this guy presented, looked at people's, you know, LinkedIn, their social media. They literally, he literally could say, okay, you're apt to do this, 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 this. You like this, 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 this. This is your personality for this, 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 this. And they were like, whoa. I mean, they were flabbergasted about how much the app knew about them. But were they correct? They were, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Crazy you, correct. This guy is uh, unhinged and <laughs> imagine that. Instituted. Yeah, imagine the guy gets up and walk, he's at the bar with the guy showing him thing. He just slowly walks up and walks away. <laughs> I can't tell this guy anything. Um, this app is out there and it's going to be even more and more creepy out there because we've given everybody our information, all our tendencies, all our pro- everything. Well, not all of us. Not all of us. There you go. There you go, Bob. So uh, we put it out there. It's called Crystal Nose. And uh, check it out. It's going to freak you out. Let's go to um, your calls, Adam and Terryville next. Hey, Adam, what's up? Hey, good morning. Morning. Um, now, my friend, uh, he has this old computer that he was he was moving into his new house, and he found it, and he was like, hey, I have a bunch of old pictures on it, and it's a Windows Vista computer, and they don't remember the password to get into the desktop. Yep. So uh, well, um, I tried booting it into, like, safe mode, and the administrator account mm-hmm. doesn't pop up, and there's no, like, repair options, so I'm right. guessing that it probably wasn't installed. Right. So uh, how do you think I should go around? Could I just, like, take the drive out and plug into another computer and, like, take... Y- Yes, like, maybe you could. Okay. Vista wasn't that secure at all. So oh, okay. I bet you if you plug that hard drive into another machine um, where you already have admin credentials, admin access, that drive is probably wide open and available to look at those files. I don't think Vista is going to keep you out. Okay, okay. Would a uh, would a recovery CD bypass that like to get it back 
to like the desktop also or it could wipe it completely clean the recovery cds of old were ones that would tend to wipe the machine and say hey you're back to it's working again you're like wait a minute my data's gone some of them would allow you to keep your uh your data, but your this data is Vista. Program. This is the one of the worst operating system Microsoft put out next to Millennium. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So wait, right, man. I'll... Wait, Adam. You you heard yeah. that? So you're you're too you're too young to know that. Uh, I'm 34, but yeah, you probably are too young to know that. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, man. <laughs> We're jealous. Well, you know, he's a smart man because yeah, he he asked the question. Right. Because we all know the one stupid question is the one you don't ask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, plug it into a machine, see if you can see the data. I, I would be highly, I'd be surprised if you couldn't. Okay. And all just right, copy cool. it over. Yeah, I would use a, you'd put it into a USB enclosure and just plug it via USB. It's probably the easiest thing for you to do. Okay, cool. All right. All right, thanks a lot. You got it, Adam. All right, bye. Bye. The one other thing I should have mentioned is that the drive is probably old IDE technology, so you need to get. They need an adapter. Adapter, yeah, for that enclosure. That's old. Vista's old. I mean, that kid, was, he wasn't even driving probably. I almost when forgot it existed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what service, uh, service Pack 2 for Vista was? I don't know. Windows 7. Oh, right. <laughs> there you go. I was, when I always saw the, heard the word Vista, it just reminded me of a cliff. And you're just when you loaded Vista on your machine, you're just jumping off a cliff. That's the way I, I thought of it. <laughs> Well, that pretty much described it. <laughs> and then they had the Millennium Edition, me, the me edition, and then, my gosh, that was a mess. Um, yeah, but they did that to test plug-and-play right. for Windows 2000. Windows 2000. Ah, we were partying like it was 1999. All right, it's going to Charlie in Rocky Hill. What's going on, Charlie? Hi, how are you? Doing okay. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, I'm running Windows 7, uh-huh. and... Uh, just recently, everything I got, uh, I use an Internet Explorer, but it seems like every time I go to pay a bill or anything I do, mm-hmm. it's telling me I need to update my browser. Yeah, your, your old Windows ex- Internet Explorer is probably not secure, and your, and your banks and such are saying, hey, Charlie, update this thing. Or, you know, it's not secure. So you have to update your browser. Or use a different browser. Or a different browser. But then again, some of the banks and stuff only want to run an Internet Explorer. I call it Internet Exploder for a reason. <laughs> well, how, how, do I, how do I update Internet Explorer? Oh, okay. We'll put a link up there for you, Charlie. We're coming against a hard break. We'll put it over at computertalkwithtab.com. We'll put a link to how to update Internet Explorer. All right. I appreciate that. You're welcome, sir. Okay, and one other quick question. Oh, you got a whole. I have a hard break. I can't uh, take the question. If you want to hold on, you can ask it after the break. Uh, no, that's okay. All right, Charlie. Thank you. Thank you. All right, bye bye. We're gonna be here till uh, eleven o'clock. Feel free to stick around. Tom and Joe, hang on. Two lines open for you. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock. And uh, as I mentioned, I don't do a lot of traveling, but I was just traveling just recently. And I, I used Uber for the first time. I'm sure Matt's like, Uber, come on, I use that all the time. I used Uber for the first time uh, on this trip. And uh, what a stupid app. 
And I say this and with the utmost respect to Uber because they're doing well, right? But a guy like me who wanted to schedule a ride to pick, pick me up in the morning to go to the airport for an early flight, I'm like, all right, I'm going to prepare. I went on and, hey, yeah, you can schedule an Uber ride. No problem. Just click on the car with the clock on the destination thing. All right, fine, fine, fine. I'm YouTube and all this trying to figure it out. There was no car with the clock. So I'm inadvertently scheduling Ubers to come pick me up that moment. And I had to then cancel them instantly and say, sorry, guys, you know, I'm just trying to schedule a ride. Even the Uber drivers didn't understand why that little function was there. And it turns out even Uber hit me with a response saying, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, you're supposed to hit the car with the, with the clock. Well, it's not on the app, guys. You dinglings have decided to not make the icon available in areas where you can't schedule a ride rather than tell you when you push the button it's not available in the area, right? I mean, that's it, all you had to do was make the app the same for everybody, which seems ridiculously logical, and then put that little car with the icon there. That's, if you press it and say, oh, sorry, it's not available in this area, my problem would have been instantly solved. But no, I just spent a half an hour YouTubing and Googling chat rooms and how do you schedule a ride? Well, this is how you do it. I'm like, well, it's not here. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And so then now, of course, being a first-time Uber, Uber user, I'm wondering how many Uber drivers are awake when we had to get to the airport to get out of Denver. Well, it turns out a ton of them. <laughs> They're up early in the morning out there. We actually had a nice ride from a guy who works at Amazon because out in Denver, you can't make a living without three or four jobs. You just can't survive in that area without this poor guy has was up at four in the morning doing Uber, then gets to Amazon chucking packages. And then, you know, so he's got 12 hour days every day. That's the mm. economy out there. So it's low paying. A lot of people then. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely, you need two or three jobs to survive out there from what I was seeing on the news and for this poor guy mm. doing the Uber. But the app, man, come on. Just tell me it's not available. Isn't that, aren't you guys smarter than everybody? It's <laughs> just silly. Yeah, but you know what? They're probably not listening to the show either. <laughs> no, but I told them in the chat. I'm like, come on. All right, let's go to Tom in Waterbury. He's got more important issues than my Uber problems. What's going on, Tom? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, about two weeks ago, I updated uh, my Windows 10 ah. uh, program. Okay. And you're probably shaking your head now. No, no, no. You should, you're, you should upgrade your operating system. Okay. So what, ver- what, what version do you have now, Tom? Do you know? Uh, no, the latest. It was just... Uh, oh, so you got the black screen of death. No, I didn't get that. No. Oh, good, good, no. good. And he's cursing me now. <laughs> the, the, um, no, what I have now is... And, I, and then I updated all of my drivers. So nice. I, I did all of that. Good. And uh, the problem I'm having is my fan is running almost constantly, mm-hmm. revving um, uh, at high speed. Okay. Until I go into task manager to find out what's what's running to try to find out what's making the fan run and yeah. then, and then it will stop just by you looking just just by me getting off if i if i don't use the machine and it goes to the i guess home screen or whatever you call, would call that mm-hmm. uh, screensaver yes uh, and, and then it will begin to the fan will begin to run uh, but if i start to use any of the programs it stops so that's bizarre because that's backwards. Um, obviously, the machine, when you're not using it, should be more idle. And what's happening is something is utilizing CPU. Um, a lot of CPU to the point where your fan's kicking on because your machine's getting hot when you're not using it. Yes, it's, it's running constantly at, at high speed. When you're not using it. Correct. Correct. 
Correct. So I'm going to throw this out there. I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but there's something called crypto jacking that's happening. And crypto jacking is where the folks that are bad guys out there are tricking you into clicking on a link or something in your email that then has them load surreptitiously uh, crypto mining software on your computer that is smart enough to only operate when you're not using the machine. It'll just sit there and hum really fast and work on your machine when you're not using it. And then it'll go dormant, you know, kind of saying, okay, Tom's using the machine. I got to hide over here a little bit. And then when you leave, when you leave, it kicks back in. What you're describing sounds like that. Now that's unfair because I was at this recent conference and it's stuck in my head. And so it, it may not be that it could be, you've got a bias problem where your bias is backwards as far as how it's operating and communicating with the motherboard and, you could have a sensor problem, but if it only happens when you are you idle, set your power options back to default. Yeah, change your power options. Um, I would check to see if there are any motherboard uh, driver updates or hardware updates there, BIOS updates you can do, uh, because it could just be that your older machine is literally operating backwards in some way or just not properly communicating with the machine. Or you could have crypto jacking software, which is a which is a big problem. Um, you end up mining cryptocurrency for somebody else. Okay. Well, when I go into um, task manager and, and look at app, app history, yeah. um, there's a huge amount of CPU time that's consumed by Microsoft Photos, which I don't even use. That's weird. Try to remove the program. Can you uninstall Microsoft Photos? No, I didn't. No, not no. I don't use it. So. No, can you uninstall it? So oh, if you yeah, go, to, I don't believe so. I I tried to. Uh, I haven't tried it either. That's why I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I've I've looked to, to see if I can get rid of some of this stuff that uh, that I don't need from either startup or, um, or for example, in this in what was using the CPU time. And it's a huge amount compared to everything else. Everything else is fairly minimal. And uh, You can. You can do it. You can? Okay. Yep. It looks like you can. Um, we'll try to find a good answer, a good instruction to see if that does it. But if that thing's cranking up your CPU, that's bizarre. Um, but that's how you do it, right? You go to Task Manager, you see what's consuming it. But you said the moment you do that, the fan kicks down and says, oh, Tom's working on it, right? That's correct. So that's the that's the creepy thing. That's the weird thing. Yeah. Um, if if it's a if it's a problem like photos, it shouldn't say, "Oh, I'm going to slow down right now," because Tom's looking at me. No, only the bad guys would do that. So I would recommend running a, a malware scan using malware bytes. I mean, maybe my hunch is wrong, Tom, but your computer sure is acting counter to normal. Correct. Now I, I had I I made a system image mm -hmm. before I did this update. All right, that's good. Anticipating this, <laughs> so something would happen. So yeah. should I just go back to? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, so the crypto, if you have a malware, yeah. they were working there too on Windows Seven. It just wasn't kicking on your fan. Oh. So uh, you brought well, you brought over whatever you brought over when you did your upgrade. Um, if this is the case, so I would first run a scan to see if there's any malware running on your system. You can uninstall that Windows Photo app, see if that solves it. Then, yes, worst case, you could punt back to Windows 7, but still run a malware scan to make sure you're clean. Oh, well, I, I was running Windows 10 before. It was a Windows 10 up, update that I did two weeks ago, the oh. latest Windows 10 update. Okay. So, um, and everything was fine then. And so the system image that I have was before this 
latest update when I had no problems. So um, I understand what you're saying about the uh, crypto jacking, but yeah. If it didn't exist two weeks ago, do you think it exists now? I mean, would it would it be? Uh, you depends on what you did between now and two weeks ago. No, just just that update. Mm-hmm. Not, not much more. So. Then then yes, you could have some sort of weird uh, drive bias issue or driver update that's miscommunicating with your fan, or you have a clogged up fan on your CPU that just happens to finally be showing itself, causing the overheating. You may want to blow out the dust and see if that's it. You know, stuff like that. But it's hard to pinpoint exactly what the issue is because it goes away when you start working on your machine, which is a very suspicious thing to have happen. <laughs> okay. Well, You're, I'll do those things and yeah. we'll see what happens. And I, we put a link up here to what crypto jacking is. Okay. And uh, you can take a look at what that's all about. Great. All right, Tom. Well, thanks. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I mean, I, I could be all wet. I could be wrong. I mean, but it does seem odd that it would stop having the CPU crank like that the moment you started working see, on the computer. See, you went to this IT I seminar. I know, I know. And they were passing out tinfoil hats. I know. They weren't, though. <laughs> Our, those hats they were passing out were high-quality, you know. Tinfoil hats. No, I want to say it was more like a, I don't know. Unfortunately, you have to be suspicious Carbon today. fiber hats is what we were getting. <laughs> you, no, you have to be. Yeah, yeah you just can't trust no it. there's no question about it because the bad guys are out there, and a lot of them are overseas. Oh, yeah. And they don't need to come here to steal from you anymore. No, they just do it right from there. They're sitting in their underwear in some you know, third-world country hacking your system as part of a, a club. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got three lines open. Joe, hang on. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk. back so we we did put a link up here on crypto jacking and uh right within the article it talks about ways that crypto jacking hides itself the moment you bring up task manager which is exactly what the last caller was saying was happening now if that i i think i'm on to something here that he might have crypto mining on his computer because of just read the article i hope i'm wrong but i think i'm right um but we'll put a link up there for computer taco tab so you can check it out too to see if you are helping some crypto miner make some money on your cpu <laughs> without you knowing it um let's go to joe in berlin next what's going on joe good morning gentlemen morning uh, welcome back uh kind of missed you for the last few weeks oh, we missed you guys too <laughs> hey oh, you know just to let you know uh about um you were speaking earlier about the the uh, what's what's online uh i'm a, a self-employed, you know, one, one man show here. Mm-hmm. And I've had, uh, liability insurance, yeah. um, you know, for 20 years sure. and you know, it was three, 400 bucks a year. Yep. Then, uh, it comes up for renewal and they went up to $32,000 for just you. And, huh? Yep. 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 Wow. So I, well, what, you know, what happened? <clears throat> I was with an independent insurance agency, and they said, "Well, you know, we we went we went to, uh, to shop, you know, for your best policy." Mm. And what happened is they had found, or the insurance company had found, a picture of my son at a fraternity uh, party. All right. And he had the same name as I had. Yeah. And he, he was holding a a beer bottle. Uh huh. 
And they said, because of my uh, alcoholic uh, tendencies, I was not a good... Uh, um, You're kidding. Nope. Wow. And, of course, I went ballistic. I, I, you know, I, 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 and matter of fact, he wasn't even drinking. He was the designated uh, sober person. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> yeah. Ironically. And they just happened to catch him a picture, you know, cleaning up the place. And, yeah. uh, and linked it to you. There, there was no way I could fight that. Uh, all the insurance companies had this information already. It was, you right. know, they, they, share, they share all this information. And It's public. Uh, you put it on the public cloud. He put it on the public cloud and yeah, the in the yeah. social media, and in, that's the problem. We are we are volunteering this stuff. Yep, yeah, yeah. So it, it I was not a happy camper, but uh, no. it, it hurt hurt my business. I, I lost uh, you know a couple of good customers, but then what can you do? So Anyhow. wait, well, you couldn't straighten it out, Joe. They wouldn't give you any insurance. No, no. and that was the reason they they blamed it on. Period. You couldn't explain it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I I, I explained it, but it didn't matter. Wow, that's a scary story. Joe. Yeah, tell me about it. Thank I you, was, thank uh, you for sharing it. But that's, I think, where we're going. The more we stick, our, the more we stick out in the cloud, the more we're going to get nailed but by the thing our is, own. Is what they nail him for? He didn't even do. Right, that's that's yeah. awful. Where's the ACLU, Joe? How come they're not coming to help you? <laughs> well, hey, I got another story for you, but that's this is not the, the place for it. All right. But, well, thanks for sharing. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But oh, the reason why I called. Oh, yeah. I, I have a new computer here. Yeah. And, well, fairly new. Yeah. And I, I noticed that um, when I went to, to look at my um, network connections, I have a, a, uh, a an Ethernet connection called Network 26, which I did not have a clue where it came from. All right. So, uh, you know, I, 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 so I went to my uh, router, and, um, and it's hardwired. It does show a plug. Okay. So it's plugged directly into the back of your computer. Uh, right from the router to the to the computer. Yeah, and I checked the the uh, the IP address and the the WAN address, and they're all, they're both the same. I, I'm just curious as where did Network Twenty Six come from? Where did this name come from? I can tell you. Oh, okay. What happens is, you you're a consultant, so you plug into a lot of different networks. So what happens is every time you plug into a different network. A registry entry is created. So you have a network, and then you have a network one. And the next one you connect to is network two, and so on and so forth. Oh, and so it keeps okay. climbing up, and then there's a registry. So, oh, this is a new network, so it's network, network 46. 46. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is, Joe. Yeah, Nothing yeah, to worry yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know what? That's exactly because now I'm, I'm – I'm trying to convert all my customers over to to the you know newer computers so that we can just connect over to Ethernet instead of me you know doing a service call. I can fix their machines. Right. <laughs> Sitting. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that was easy. Thank you, gentlemen. You're welcome, Joe. Okay. All bye. Right. Bye bye. But yeah, the the all these companies are going to use our data against us. Yeah. So they can. Yeah. Squeeze us for more money. <laughs> and that crystal software, check it out. Um, it is it is frightening um, and cheap. Let's go to Al in Windsor next. Hey, Al. Hi, gentlemen. Uh, don't often have a chance to listen to you, but coincidentally, I was listening to you guys this morning. Nice. Uh, my uh, monitor was on for hours. I hit the mouse 
uh, to, you know, reactivate it, and mm-hmm. it made all kinds of noises and start smoking. Oh. And I was wondering, I had just bought a new wireless mouse, and the insert into the computer was humming a bit. Would that have anything to do with it, do you think? No. The, mon- the monitor so. just said, I'm done. Now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so part two then, um, you know, it always happens at the worst time. I've got to do a lot of uh, yeah. uh, surfing. And I basically just use the computer for, you know, internet surfing. So I don't pay any bills right. with it or anything. Yep. So Chrome advertises themselves as being the safest as far as picking up bugs and stuff like that. Do you, is that basically true, do you think? It's or? a browser. So, yeah. I mean, I run my my cell phone is based on Chrome. It's a Pixel 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's all sorts of apps that can infect my phone. Okay. So the same thing is going to happen with the Chrome browsers, too. The same thing. You run based on apps. So mm-hmm. they can claim whatever they want. Um, it's not a true operating system. However... We are looking forward to the days when Microsoft has good competition, so they actually can improve their their operating systems to the point where we're not having all sorts of problems with them. So, okay. we encourage other. I encourage other operating systems into the market, but I wouldn't just do it for that reason, Al. And if you're, it's just your monitor that blew, mm-hmm. or is it an all-in-one? Well, the the thing is, I was nursing the whole system till when they stopped using uh, when updating Windows Seven. Okay. I mean, I bought the computer for like. 50 bucks eight oh. years ago the wow. monitor was from my neighbor you know yeah. so but you can just go buy a separate monitor right now if you wanted to and plug okay. it in and you're back up and running and that way when and if you change out that machine which i suspect you will be yep. you can buy a separate computer the chrome is more of just thinking of thinking of it as a tablet operating system it's mm-hmm. a I don't. I think if you can run everything that way, great. But most of us need a true operating system, which is Microsoft. Okay. So uh, again, getting back to the Chrome, if I'm just surfing the internet, yeah, is that does that suit my, new, my yep. needs? Yep. Yep. If yep. you're just surfing the internet and there's nothing else you're doing, yep, the Chrome will work fine. Okay. Chromebook. And would there be something comparable to that, uh, just like a you know laptop or with a mo- built-in monitor yeah. that I could look at too? Oh, of course, you can go find a, a Chromebook. They're called, mm-hmm. and uh, probably for three hundred bucks, get okay. back up and running. Okay, beautiful. Uh, again, I appreciate your show, and thanks for your help. Thank you, Al. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, that's it. We're back, and we're done. I want to thank you guys <laughs> for being here on this Saturday morning. It's been our pleasure to be here, and we did miss you guys over the past few weeks. Uh, it's odd that we have three in a row. Everything we've talked about has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works by Mike G, who listens and posts everything out there. Of course, we're podcasted, so you can go ahead over to radio.com and get our podcast if you missed a show and uh, or want to listen to us anytime. So uh, thank you, Matt, for producing. See you next week. Dr. Leslie's up next, too, I think. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.